clap for Jesus. This is family month. God is restoring home in this month. All the homes that are having challenges, God is intervening this month in Jesus' name. You know, the theme for this family month is the winning family. Your family is going to begin to win this month in Jesus' name. You know, this particular family month, the first Sunday, we are going to watch. There are three segments to this message. We try and be fast. We are going to spend close to either 13, 12, 13 minutes to watch the video. The video will explain the message. After watching the video, we look at the slides to explain also the video. And of course, we round up with the message. So the video is part of the message. So because of that, let's take our Bible affirmation. We now sit down. Me too, I will go and sit down and watch the video. So Bible affirmation, please. While standing, lift up your Bible. You repeat after me. This is my Bible. It is God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. I eternalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by moderation and meditation. So it in my life by doing the teachings. So it in my world by being a witness. Here, after, I will never be the same. Never, never, never. The name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. You may be seated. Let's pay attention to the video. We want to appreciate Family Monday, the one that has provided this video. Let's, let's have the video. Relax and take notes. Families are not awesome by accident. They're, by accident, they're average. And you have to fight for your family if you want it to be a great family. Because there are all kinds of forces working against your family in our society. Your family is worth fighting for. Don't just give up and say, well, it can't change. It can't be any different. It's too late. It's not too late. No matter where you are on the continuum of family, starting out or at the end or helping a new family develop, no matter where you are, it's not too late to fight to make your family better. Awesome families are playful. It's the first common denominator of great families. They know how to play. They know how to fun, have fun. They enjoy life together. This is a missing ingredient in so many families today. Uh, today our families are too busy, too tired, too negative, too worn out, and too serious. Who wants to come home from school to that? Families should be fun. The average family is all work and no play. It's just getting us to the next appointment. Awesome families are fun. Awesome families are playful. Your family is not a boot camp. 
and parents are not drill sergeants and your family is not a business and parents are not CEOs and your family is not a laboratory experience experiment and your parents are not research scientists experimenting go let's add a little of this and a little of this we're gonna make the perfect little child there is no perfect child and there is no perfect family but the Bible has a lot to say about it and one of the things that I say is that families are supposed to be fun most people know that the Bible teaches we're supposed to work and the Bible tells us that we're to work hard and the Bible says that if we're lazy we shouldn't even eat work is an important part of your life but most people don't know that the Bible says that play is an important part of your life and play is essential to adults not just to children in fact play is is connected to creativity the more play you have in life the more creative you're gonna be if you don't have anything play any fun in your life you're not a very creative person all work no play makes Jack a dull boy and so you need to have fun in your life God wants life to be enjoyed not merely endured and a lot of you are simply enduring life God wants you to enjoy life. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon says, I recommend, I commend the enjoyment of life. God says everything I created is for enjoyment. If you're too busy to enjoy life, you're too busy. If you have children, you need to be enjoying life with the children because the kids aren't gonna be at home forever. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Dads, if you're a dad here today, the greatest gift you can give your children is to love their mom. To have fun and enjoy life with their mom. You see, when a father shows love for the mother of the kids, it creates great stability. It creates great security. It creates great peace in the heart of little children. Your kids need to see you loving each other because you are the first and greatest model of relationships. And if they see parents just passing in the night and working and working and working but no real relationship, that's what they're gonna grow up thinking marriage is all about. You see, I talk to guys all the time says, I don't get it, successful businessman, I don't get it. I buy my wife and kids all these trinkets and things and I give them everything they need. What do they want? I'll tell you what they want. They want you. They want your attention. They want your focus. They want your eyes. They want your time. You spell love, T-I-M-E. The greatest gift you can give your kids is your time. Because when you give them your time, you're giving your life. You can always buy things. Kids don't need things. They need time. They need fun with the family. They need fun in the home. They need it to not be a boot camp. Family is like a garden. You have to grow it. You have to develop it. You have to cultivate it. A garden doesn't grow on its own. You have to weed it. You have to water it. You have to care for it. Awesome families encourage growth. They create an atmosphere of lifelong learning. They help each other develop. They encourage the discovery of each person in the family's shape and one of the things that you do in, a, in an awesome family is you support each other and I'm not just talking about the kids growing up I'm saying that you're always growing your family never stops growing 
Mom never stops growing. Everybody encourages mom to grow. Dad never stops growing. Everybody encourages dad to grow. Brother, sister, everybody encourages everybody to keep growing. If you're not growing, your family is boring. You're just stuck in a rut. You haven't learned anything new, developed any new interest in a long time. Your family's boring. If you're not having conversations with your kids about real issues, they're not growing. We grow through conversations. Unfortunately, most conversations we have with kids have to do with, we need to get here by this time and get back to here by this time. And conversations are about schedule, eating, or homework. And no conversations about the stuff that really matters in life. God says you need to talk about the things that are important at home, when you're relaxing, when you're on vacation, when you're having a walk. You need to do it at bedtime conversations. You need to do breakfast conversations. He said, if you're not doing this, you're never going to have an awesome family. You're going to have an average family. Awesome families protect each other because in a storm, you need support. In the storms of life, you need other people to help you get through that, that tough time. Sometimes a child is going through a storm. Sometimes mom is going through a storm. Sometimes dad is going through a storm. And no matter which of our family members going through a storm, we have to help each other. We protect each other. Families stick together. Families are a raincoat. And when your children are rejected or when your husband or your wife feel rejection at work, the family needs to rally around and be there as a raincoat in the storms of life. Awesome families protect each other in a storm. And by the way, Sometimes it's not just the kids who need protection. Sometimes dad's going through a tough time. Sometimes mom's going through a tough time. And everybody rallies around and puts the raincoat on them. And sometimes it's grandma or grandpa who need protection. And the roles reverse. Your parents now need your care and the roles have reversed. There was a time when they wiped your nose and there's a, now there's a time you need to wipe their nose. That's called family. Families are for life. And you don't just abandon somebody because they quote, aren't useful according to society. Every life is valuable and God is watching. And the Bible says, a guy who won't take care of his own family is worse than an infidel. Awesome families don't just care about themselves. They care about others and they actually care about the whole world. You see, anybody can care only about their own family. In fact, that's very easy to be selfish. It's us four and no more. And I'm a dad and I'm pouring all my energy into my wife and my kids and everybody else. Forget you. Then you're never going to have an awesome family because awesome families don't just focus on themselves. They focus on others. Average families are self-centered. Average families only care about us. I care about my kid in uh, Little League. I don't care about the kids who don't have a dad. I care about my family. I don't care about anybody else. I'm investing my entire time in this family. Then you're never going to have an awesome family. You're going to have an average family because the average family only cares about itself. And awesome families teach their kids it's not about you. You're not the center of the universe. Awesome families teach their kids you were made by God for a mission. Awesome families teach their kids, you were shaped to serve God. I am the man that I am today, first of all, because of my parents. 
And my parents instilled in me certain values to care about other people. By the way, are you modeling generosity for your kids? Are you teaching your kids to be selfish or unselfish? Are you, if, you, if they see you giving, then they're going to become givers. If they see you being generous, they're going to be generous. Awesome families are not perfect families, but they are intentional. They're, they become awesome by choice. And you don't, you're not an awesome family by accident. You become an awesome family by making choices, making decisions, making commitments, and even making sacrifices. And my challenge you today is to say, you know what? No matter what stage I am in my family's life, I'm gonna make the rest of it the best of it. We're gonna become an awesome family and we're gonna start a new legacy and we're gonna leave a legacy. And it begins by making a choice to commit your family to God. The message is quite clear. Great family, awesome family, doesn't happen by chance or by accident. You make it happen. We have been enjoyed to fight for our family. My prayer is that after this message, we all take responsibility to fight for our family. It doesn't matter what you are going through now in your family. The good thing is, like we heard from the video, it's not too late to fight for your family. And we all succeed in it in Jesus' name. You know, repetition is for emphasis' sake. So what we've done is, the next slides we want to be showing you, we call it the profile of a strong family. You know, some people have done the work, they've done research, they've studied families over time, they've come up with six habits, six traits of a strong family. So I'll be taking us through the slide. And uh, we need to learn from successful family also. Like I'm learning from my in-laws also. Last month, my father-in-law was 82. They've been married for 52 years. If you are clapping, clap very well. So I also tap into that grace. And with only one wife, they have just four daughters. And she didn't, it didn't, they didn't say because no male child that she should do an away goal. They should, or they should get somebody, but they've been together for 52 years. So when you see good family like that, that have been together, you should model them. You know, some years back, there was a viral message going around on the internet. I noted it. A couple that had been married for 60 years, they were interviewed that, uh, well, how did you do that for 60 years we've been together? You know, they said something amazing. They said in their own time, when something break, we mend it. But in this generation, when something break, what did they do? They throw it away. But we are changing that in the church in Jesus' name. So when we have crisis at home, like we've been told, we have to fight it together. Not that when there is challenge in the home, the next thing is divorce, separation. It cannot work. You know, you now hear irreconcilable difference. 
that is not in God's word. And may that not be our portion in Jesus' name. So let's take note of these six things. So anyone that is missing your family, the Lord will give you grace to begin to restore in Jesus' name. So the first one is what we call appreciation. Say family members give one another compliment and sincere demonstration of approval. They try to make others feel appreciated and good about themselves. One of the first signs that you notice that is in a great family is this value of appreciation. They appreciate one another. They appreciate each other. The husband appreciates the wife. The wife appreciates the husband. You know, it's not a family of complaints where you always talk about negative things. You talk about positive things about one another or each other. Whether it's on the part of the children or on the part of the mother or father, it is very important. Appreciation. If you have not been doing it, begin to practice it now. So as you note it, anyone that you know that is present in your family, put mark. Just, you know, mark it. Present. Anyone that is not present at all, put cross. Anyone that is halfly present, put, uh, you know, when you mark, you do something like that so that you know where you want to work on. The second thing is, I have to be fast, ability to deal with crisis in a positive manner. Like we are told in that video, there's no perfect family. Family, we have challenges, we have crises. You know, the husband or the wife may face a challenge. The husband may lose the job, may meet financial crisis. You know, somebody will face challenge in the home. But what happens is that every member of the family rally around that person. They see it as a positive point. So how to turn it around for their good. That's the objective. When there are crises, look, look at how to turn it around for your good. Like the Bible says, everything works together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So that will be the objective. The top point is time together, time together. Like we watched in that video. You know, there's always time for fun, time to play together. Because we're told that love is spent what? Time. T-I-M-E. So family should learn to spend time together. You eat together. You go on vacation together. Vacation does not need to be abroad. Because tickets are expensive now. You can do vacation even within your local government. You can go to a hotel around for one night. It's still vacation. You're having time together. The fact that you are not spending it at home is a vacation. Is that not true? We can go to the camp together, but not God just go and pray, go and have fun. Are you with me? So time together is what build, build great families. Awesome family, not just average family. And the next point is high degree of commitment. I said family promote each person's happiness and welfare. Invest time and energy in each other and make family their number one priority. After God, your family is your number one priority. Please, it's very important. And you have to invest time in, in one another or in each other, in the family. It's very important. Because that's what brings happiness in the home. How do you explain a situation where somebody has a traveling company as a director, an MD, 
He now invested outsider to become directors in that company without putting the wife as a director. When you ask the person, say, if my wife is in the board, what would she be saying in the meeting? Because he has left his wife behind. So that's why they talk about grow together in that video we watch. As a husband, invest in your wife. So it's not when you are growing, your wife is not growing, or your children are not growing, you are growing alone. It can never be a happy family. Good communication patterns. Family members spend time talking with each other. They also listen well, which shows respect. You know, communication is not just about speaking or the husband just giving direction. Communication, the most important aspect of communication is listening. So great family, awesome family, they don't just speak, they listen to each other. So as a husband, you must respect your wife's opinion. Don't say because you are the father of the house, whatever you say is, there will not be peace in that home. The woman may not talk, but the woman will never be happy. And it will not be a winning family, because we are looking at a winning family. So it's important that you listen to her also. And vice versa. And lastly, what's happening? Let me look at my point here, because I don't have much time. Okay. High degree of religious orientation. The foundation of every home is Christ. So one of the things they've discovered for one of the traits of a good family, profile of a good family, is the fact that they go to church together. They serve together in the fellowship. They do things together for God. And they consider themselves highly religious. So it's very important. If you are, if you are a woman here, one of the things you can do, because I know it's a challenging period at two for some women, where you come to church, your husband does not believe in your religion. You have to spend time to pray for him, that God should touch his heart also. Because to have a winning family, to have an awesome family, both of you must believe in the same God, must go to church, organize church together. So that's about the slides. So the top part of the message where I'll be giving a lot of examples is where I'll be talking about uh, the topic itself, the winning family. The test is Genesis 18, 19. Genesis 18, 19. Can we have it? I want us to read together. This is the test that I've been given by the Marriage Committee for this family month. Genesis 18:19. I want us to read together. Want to go? For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken for him. From that text, we can see that the foundation is Christ. And responsibility is on the man to ensure that the entire household know the Lord. The man is the priest in the house. 
The second text I want to read here is Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. It's a true wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And I want to talk about that understanding. First Peter 3, 7. You know, the Bible talking about the man, he said you should deal with your wife with uh, understanding. Because it's the weaker vessel. If as a man you can understand your wife, there will be less children in the home. You know, I learned that early in marriage also. Understanding is very key. I know when I was in the bank, you know, when I was still an employee, before I became an employer, the truth is, in those days, the HR people have an understanding of women in terms of the managers. You know, if you're a manager, you're entitled to a driver. You bring your driver, they will give the person offer letter. But you know, women were changing their drivers every year. Are you with me? Most women that are managers, they were changing their driver every year. Some will change two, three drivers in a year. So HR will have that understanding because... A lot of women managers cannot tolerate a lot of things. So what I want to use to explain the issue of understanding, you know, if as a man, when you understand the woman, there will be less issue in the home. And that's why the Bible said they are weaker vessels. Me, I use a driver for almost eight years. Most men use a driver for five, I mean, most men five to eight years. They will not even change driver. But because of that, the understanding is there that once they bring a new driver, just take and give them the offer letter. Don't even argue about it. Because it was up to that level that they had the understanding that most female drivers, I mean female managers, they have little, they, they, they can't tolerate nonsense. I know drivers are terrible. Very terrible. Very, very terrible. So if you are the part type that cannot understand them, that cannot manage them, you'll be changing them every year. That's the truth. So that's exactly what happened. But the truth is, as a man, those are the kind of understanding God is expecting from you, for your wife. Understand her as a weaker vessel. There are some things women will, women will react to. As a man, you will not take it serious. You will not see it as an issue because you have understood her to that level. You now, when we just got married, this issue of uh, sharing gifts, I didn't have that understanding early in marriage. So the first year, I had issue with my wife. There are three days you must not forget. But when I forgot the first time, next time I couldn't forget again because the kind of message I hear, you should not forget a woman's birthday. February 14, you must not forget. And wedding anniversary. So I've learned my lesson, so I will never forget those days. But you know, for a man, it may not matter. So it's part of understanding. So the Lord will give you understanding in Jesus' name. I said it takes wisdom to build a great family. And every member of the family has a role to play. But here I've come up with my own points of focus on how to have great Christian family. Because we've told in that uh, video that you have to fight for your family. No price is too much to fight for your family. Or no sacrifice is too much. 
if you want your family to succeed. But the first point I want to talk about is about trust in the home. And trust is the foundation of every relationship. Let's learn to build trust in the home as a family. Because I've seen a lot of things, though. My marriage will be 23 years in December, so I've seen a lot. So even though I'm still trailing my in-law, but I know I will get to 52 if the Lord tarries. But the truth is that I've seen a lot in the 23 years, and I've seen a lot in cancelling people. How do you explain a situation where a man will buy a car for the wife and track that car, put tracking on that car? Have you heard of that? I had this just this weekend that passed. The man bought a car for the wife, and the wife did not know he tracked that car. I know the purpose of tracking is supposed to, in case the car is stolen, Abby. But this one, he tracked it so that he can monitor the. No trust. Or how do you explain the situation where a man buys a car for the wife and says, This is your car, and put the two names, husband and wife, in the, on the car? How do you explain that? Is that trust? If it's truly bought for the wife, why must you add your name as a man? Why must you add your name as a if you truly trust your wife? Or how do you explain a situation where a man starts a company? I've seen a lot. You know, when I was in the bank in those days as an employee, a man established a traveling company. He is the only director. The wife is not a director. The other director are outsider. The wife is not a secret to the account. But the man has so much money. The wife was enjoying the money. The man died. And the man has so a lot of millions in the account. The wife came to me crying. The children are out of school. I said, Madam, this is the law of the land. You are not a director. You are not a signatory. There's nothing we can do. No matter what's happening, you can't, you can't have access to this money. I know the process of going through appropriate, uh, going through registry to court to change the very tedious process. That's wickedness. Lack of trust. How do you explain a politician that died sometimes back, I think 2010 or so, at the age of 50, has so much money. By the time they opened the way, they put in the way that the property should be with to my wife as long as he, she remains unmarried. That's wickedness. True life story. As long as she remains on person that is dead, he is still jealous of the wife alive. Lack of trust. That's wickedness. How can a man put that kind of thing in a will? You are dead, you are still jealous of your wife that is alive. So we have to be very careful. I will a man tell me that uh, the reason why my wife is not in the board, I'm not putting her in the board, is that uh, she has refused to develop herself. Let her go and develop. And, the, and you are developing yourself, you are not developing the woman. It's wickedness. 
Please, woman, let me tell you, there's not like full-time housewife who is the worst form of slavery. Full-time housewife is the worst form of slavery. Because our eyes have seen a lot. You know, an Igbo man died with a lot of money when I was managing a branch in Idumota. The wife came crying. The wife was not a director in the company. The wife was, was not a signatory. The next thing, the brothers of the man took over the company. Left the woman with nothing. You can see as a man, you have to wise up. It's part of fighting for your family. Because if you want to leave a legacy for your family, you must protect them. It's important. Apart from trust, the second thing I want to talk about is family altar. Family altar. You can't fight for your family without a regular and consistent family altar as a family. The Bible says one will say a thousand, two will put ten thousand to fight. You know, I have cancer with a lot of uh, couples when they're having issues in the home. When I ask question, do you even pray together? He said, pray. Okay, when last do we pray together? This one, when we are praying, we'll be using me as prayer point. That's why I stop, uh, we stop praying together. How can you as a man, you are leading prayer, you are using your wife as a prayer point? Is that not wickedness? On the prayer altar. And that's why the woman, that's why she stopped attending prayer meeting. If you are raising prayer points on the altar, on the family altar, and you know your wife is always angry, and you are not raising, every anger in this home, God, deal with it. Every spirit of anger, help us deal with it. The woman will stop attending the prayer meeting. Those are not what you raise in the, uh, the... You have to deal with that at your closet yourself, as a man. Otherwise, there won't be peace in that home. It won't, it won't, you won't have a great family. There will always be you in the home. And number three, everybody must grow together to add value to the family. And this, where, this one is very important to me because you can't have a great family if, as a man, you don't carry your wife along in your development. As you are growing, your wife also should be growing. I remember during the COVID period that God gave us breakthrough that we had to write, do some certification exam. And you know, we turned that crisis into an opportunity, even though it was COVID period, but we used it to learn as a family. We did some online certification. My, I carried my son along. He also joined. When I did my certification in the land, line and pursuit now, my wife said she wanted to do too. We supported her. Everybody was carried along. That's why she can also be a director in the bank and she can contribute positively. Because we carried everybody in the family along. If you don't develop your wife, if you don't develop your spouse, how will you expect her to be happy in the family? And it's vice versa too. The last time we had a couple, family here. I raised the issue that as a woman, if God has blessed you because you are entrusted with the, with the resources, it's not for you to use it to lord over your husband also. 
When I say, if it's a woman that is blessed and your husband is not, you can set up your husband. So a woman came to meet me after service. That I should not say that too. That what of if you go and marry another wife, a Christian family, how can be taken that way? It's still out of trust. You can't empower, you want your husband to empower you, but you are privileged you don't want to empower your husband. You are thinking of another wife. It's unfair to demand too now. Men, women, it's not so. Because I've seen cases where the wife is a banker and the husband is not. She, he has to set up the husband. And both families enjoying the wealth now. The husband is now a very big businessman. But if the woman has been selfish that if I set her up, set him up now, you go and marry another wife. So he wants, she wants to be the one in charge all the throughout. It's part of lack of trust. I've been selfish. But we're a Christian family. I don't expect that among us here. Abby? So everybody must draw together to add value. And for parents to encourage your children, it's very important. Like this program we are doing now, this capacity building, the first time they started, the place was full. Now it's reducing. I know I'm always impressed when I see some parents bringing their children to come and be part of this program. If you Google jobs of the future, now jobs of the future, those are the jobs of the future. You know, in my company recently, we're looking for part of this job of the future. We are looking for cyber security experts. All these uh, data analytics, machine learning, those robotics. You know, people are focusing on jobs of the future now. Because there are some jobs people are doing now that say in 10 years time, those jobs will not be available again. So people are already preparing ahead. So we're trying to look for somebody in that area. The first person I call says, I cannot take her that she's on. She's already earning 1.3 million per month. True to I can't even take her for that amount. Because I have 40 staff, the entire monthly salary is just 6 million. So if I take one person, 1.3 million. So I said, okay, get me somebody else. The, person, the least he got, she got for me, was 600,000. I said, wow. So this is really job of the future. And as the lady, she's less than that, so she's not married. She just graduated four years ago. Because I was four when she said one point. I said, are you married? She said, no, I'm not married. Huh? I said, you are lucky. When I told one guy in my office, he said, give me her address, I want to go and marry her. <laughs> the truth is that you parents, you have to carry your children along. Those are the things, the information you need to get to determine where they, they should go or which field they should pursue. It doesn't matter their first degree, what they've studied. All these things that people are getting through certification. They are in Nigeria, they are doing foreign exams. So I have to take somebody... There's just a fresh graduate in computer science. So I said, okay, let's sign an agreement. Five years bond. I'm going to train you. I'm going to do those certification for some of those exams are very expensive. We sponsor it, but you are going to work for five years. And the person agrees. So it's cheaper for me. So that's part of growing together. You have to help your family, help your children, help your spouses. You must grow together. If you want to be a great family, enjoy. I mean, be a winning family together. And the next thing I want to talk about is create fun. 
and family outing. Enjoy yourself. Don't be too busy not to create fun. Go out on dinner together. Because of time, let me just go to the last point I want to talk about. Model generosity for your kids and your family. It's very important. Generosity, generosity. I'll keep emphasizing it. Don't teach your family members to be selfish. And you have to model it. You yourself have to be very generous to help them. It's important. And the last thing I'll talk about is that you have to respect privacy. Respect privacy. How do you explain the situation where as a woman you are checking your husband's phone and you see what you are not supposed to see and now you cannot sleep. You are having hypertension. Is it right? Because part of the trait of a good family is that you must respect people's uh, privacy. Don't say because you are married, you are one. Because until your eyes will see, you will not be able to sleep. Oh. Because one woman told my wife uh, recently, last week, she checked the husband's phone. She was crying. She said, I'm going to report him to his family. See what she has created for herself. So save yourself unnecessary headaches. Leave him to God if he's doing anything that you don't want. Pray for him. But don't go into the extent of checking his phone. Because something you will see may not be able to sleep. And you men, please, don't put rubbish on your phone. Be a Christian. Tell the man beside you, be a Christian. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. He said, tell the woman to the woman be a Christian also. So as a man, to don't check your wife's phone. No. So that there won't be a problem in the home. So as I begin to round up, I just want to talk about... Uh, let me just quickly mention those nine traits. The nine traits, you know, they interviewed about 500 family counselors. They came up with nine traits. They call it nine traits of uh, or top nine traits of a successful family. Number one, communicating and listening. You see the same thing I mentioned earlier on. Affirming and supporting family members. Respect one another. Developing a sense of trust. Sharing time and responsibility. Knowing right from wrong. Having rituals and tradition. Sharing a religious core. And the last one I mentioned is respecting privacy. These are the real things because when we follow them, there will be less issue in the home. My prayer is that the God will grant us understanding. Any area that is lacking in your home, you begin to do the necessary amend and make adjustment in Jesus' name. And as you begin to do, you begin to experience joy in your home. Your home will be a winning family in the name of Jesus. Let's bow down our heads. I want us to talk to God. There's nothing to talk about because of time. But I want us to, that video, you can get it from the multimedia so that you can watch it. So many things have been said in that video. Ask God to help your home, help your family. Talk to God. All these traits we have mentioned, 
all these habits we have mentioned, anyone that is lacking your family, ask God for grace to begin to practice them. Because these are studies that have been carried out that to build a successful home, it takes deliberate effort on your part as a person, deliberate effort on your part as a family. Everybody must be part of it. Talk to God. Father, we thank you. And if you are here, you are not born again, I want to ask, I want to pray for as many that want to come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus. If you are watching online, you don't know Christ, you don't know the Lord Jesus, and you are here, just repeat this after me, and you want to give your life to Jesus. Jesus, ask Jesus, say this after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life, forgive me my sin, and give me the grace to live a holy life. Accept me to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you have said that prayer, you are online, just send a message to us in any of those numbers. And if you are here in house after the service, you can see any of the pastor. Father, I pray for your people right now. As this message has come forth, as many whom that are troubled at this time, having faced one issue of challenges, or they are not enjoying the peace in the home, they are not enjoying that great and awesome family. Lord, as they begin to trust you for grace to improve, Lord, help them, Lord. Whatever the challenges are, Lord, let there be solution. Father, we thank you for in Jesus' name we have prayed. God bless you.